welcome back to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show. And boy, am I excited for this one, guys. If you have never heard of Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper before, you are in for a treat. An interview with Michael showcasing his new record, Tall Fiddler, is later in the show. But first, I thought we would start off with a band whom I've actually played this specific track before, but I can't help it. I just love it. Here's Carson Peters with The Great Flood. Well, David, David, good, good Lord, the shepherd boy, good Lord, he killed a lion, good Lord, and he shot it for joy, good Lord. Well, David had a harp, good, good Lord, had a thousand strings, good Lord, he touched one string, good Lord, had a thousand one ring, good Lord. Little David, play on your harp, hallelujah. Hallelujah, David, play on your harp, hallelujah. artist I've got queued up for you guys I actually saw 
live at the Southern Ohio Indoor Music Festival in 2018. He is such a fantastic person. Oh my goodness. Here's Bradley Walker with A Little Change. Eighth Avenue and Broadway Cussing at the light Wrapped up in my existence My perfect little life When he tapped on my window It scared me half to death And even through the glass I swore I smelled the whiskey on his breath I turned back and stared straight ahead Wishing I could drive away And just before the light turned green I heard the old man say I'm awful cold and hungry Not a nickel to my name Mister, could you spare a little change? As I sped away in anger Saw his sadness in the mirror it haunted me for miles and miles, just wouldn't disappear That moment of reflection pulled my conscience off the shelf And the question crossed my mind, was I looking at myself? I pulled over on the shoulder, finally broke down Surrendered to emotion as my knees hit the ground I looked up to heaven and cried in Jesus' name Father, could you spare a little change? Could you make me a better man for my children and my wife? Don't let me take for granted all the blessings of my life Please forgive me, Lord, I've lost my way and turned my back on you Time I walked a mile in someone else's shoes Much stranger than fiction The truth can open up your eyes Angels walk among us In every shape and size Might be a bum on Broadway That God sends to explain Maybe you're the one who needs the change we all could use a little change I'm going to have Miss Allison Krauss sing us into a quick break and when I come back is more toe-tapping bluegrass and the interview with Michael Cleveland
guys, welcome back. I'm going to jump right into the interview I had recently with Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper discussing their new album, Tall Fiddler. So at what age did you notice yourself getting into music? I started trying to learn how to play when I was four years old. Uh, started school around that time and they had a great classical music program at the school where uh, they taught the Suzuki method which teaches kids to learn music by ear. And that was a really big help to me, but honestly, I was into music way before that. Are there musicians in your family who inspired you to play? None of my family ever played any music, but my grandparents loved bluegrass so much that they started a bluegrass association in Henryville, Indiana, which is where I'm from, that met every second and fourth Saturday. And then there were two other bluegrass shows that were going on on the other Saturdays of the month. So basically every Saturday they would be going to see bluegrass somewhere and they started taking me to those when I was about six months old. So I hear, so I was always around bluegrass and always really liked it. What recognition has Flamekeeper and its individual members received? My band, Flamekeeper, has won the International Bluegrass Music Association's Instrumental Group of the Year six times, and for uh, Spigma a few times as well. Lots of nominations throughout the years, and we just found out a few months ago that our album Tall Fiddler took home the Grammy for Best Bluegrass Album. So naturally, we're really excited about that, and I can't tell you how proud I am of all the guys in the band. What are some of your early accomplishments? Well, I think uh, one of the early accomplishments was that I had the opportunity to play with a lot of my music heroes, and some of them at a very young age. I think I played with Bill Monroe, they used to have a sunset jam at Bean Blossom, Indiana, and I went there for uh, the first time when I was nine years old and got to jam with Bill Monroe. And when I was 13, I was picked to play for uh, the IBMA Awards show with a band called the Bluegrass Youth All-Stars, which was Cody Kilby, Chris Steely, Josh Williams, Brady Stockwell, and me. And uh, we played the awards show. And then after that, I got in a jam session with Doc Watson, Tim O'Brien, Dan Crary, Beppe Gambetta, Pete Warnick, a whole bunch of guys. And uh, a segment of that was in a film, along with the performance of the Youth All-Stars, uh, it was all in a film called Gather at the River, and then later on another documentary called Bluegrass Journey. So I guess that's kind of the first things that, that I was able to do at a, I guess, professional level, even though I was still in school at the time. Then not long after all that, Allison Krauss invited me to be a guest of theirs at the Grand Ole Opry. And you can imagine how exciting that was to a 13-year-old kid. Who have you had the honor of sharing the stage with? Well, as far as people that I have shared the stage with, as I said before, I've been really 
privilege to have played with a lot of my musical heroes. I should tell you first, I guess, that when I graduated high school, as soon as I graduated, I started playing with Dale Ann Bradley, and the band at the time was called Dale Ann Bradley and Coon Creek, later the Dale Ann Bradley Band. So I started out with her, and I was there about six months, and then I got a call from Rhonda Vincent, and I went to work with her. I played with her for about a year and a half, and to work with both Dale Ann and Rhonda were just great learning experiences for me, not just musically, and you know, there were a lot of musical things that, that I learned, but just, you know, how to put on a show, how to entertain a crowd, and just some of the business you know, that goes on behind the scenes of music. So uh, that, that was a really great opportunity to get to work with both of those ladies. Um, so I, I played with Dale Ann for about six months, and then I played with Rhonda, and then I went back with Dale Ann, and then I ended up starting Flamekeeper in 2006, I believe. But I've gotten to sit in and, and play shows with a lot of people. I've played with Vince Gill quite a few times. Vince does a show at the Ryman Auditorium, a bluegrass show for their uh, bluegrass concert series that happens every summer. And I've gotten to play on quite a few of those. Got to record with him on an album of his that was included in the These Days box set. So that was an honor to be a part of that. Uh, Bill Monroe, as I said earlier, J.D. Crow and the New South got to fill in quite a few times with J.D. Marty Stewart. Uh, so many people that I'm just not thinking of right now, but uh, really uh, grateful that I actually got the opportunity to meet and hang out and get to play music with a lot of my heroes. How do you ensure your band stays current? I think we all do our part to make sure that the music is current and up to date. And I think a lot of it is done without really thinking about it in those terms. You know, we all listen to bluegrass, of course, but a lot of different styles of music and, you know, we're trying to, you know, as well as play the bluegrass festivals, we want to play more performing arts centers and uh, jam band festivals, folk festivals. Uh, we got to do a few shows with the Louisville Orchestra a couple of years ago where they uh, put orchestral arrangements to a lot of our songs, and that was a real honor for us. And, you know, we, I, I think we all want to play more of those type things just because a lot of the people who go to those festivals are not really aware of what bluegrass music is or how broad it is. And you can do so much with, with bluegrass music and uh, just... Uh, the versatility of it is amazing. So as far as staying current, we, I think, just try to listen 
to different types of music, all kinds of music, and you know, maybe take songs from other genres that people might recognize, and, and uh, we've done some of those bluegrass style, and those have been received really well. But I, I think a lot of it just happens, and we don't have to think about it all that much. Where did the inspiration for your current album, Tall Fiddler, come from? Well, I guess you could say our approach, or my approach, rather, for doing an album could be considered a little backwards. Or, uh, I should say that a lot of times, maybe the complete concept, the album title and everything like that, is not what we think of or, or what we do first. I think the first thing that I do in recording is, is find good songs. And not only that, uh, you know, who's gonna, who's gonna play on the songs? And my dream was to do an album with the band Flamekeeper playing with me on half the album and also for them to get to collaborate with uh, some special guests like Tommy Emanuel and Del McCurry, Dan Tominsky, Jerry Douglas. So uh, to do half of it with the band and then to do uh, the rest of it with me and some other special guests that I've had the opportunity to work with lately and some that I hadn't. And so I guess I, I had that much in mind, but the album title, naming anything, is like pulling teeth for me. I can write a song, and sometimes I can write a song in 20 minutes and not think of a name for about five years. And most of the time I just end up irritating everybody else by asking them, uh, what they think the song should be called. And that was the case with this album. Uh, we recorded the, the song, the title track, Tall Fiddler, which was written by Tommy Emanuel about Byron Berline, incidentally, who is a tall fiddler. I am not a tall fiddler. But <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we ended up calling the album, just because uh, of the, the song Tall Fiddler being on it. But I, I guess you could say when, when we go in the studio, mainly what I'm thinking about is, you know, that, that we have great songs, songs that we can all relate to and, and really care about. And then, you know, just getting the, uh, the band and special guests together, which was really cool uh, to, for instance, hear Josh Richards sing with Del McCurry. I mean, we all love Del's music. Del's been a hero of ours for a long time. And to, to hear Josh sing with Del is just pretty awesome. And things like that, you know, they, they don't happen every day. So it, was a real honor and a special thing for us.
what are some personal goals you wish to achieve through your music? Well, I think what we're shooting for right now, and I think I can speak for the members of the band as well, is we want to play, we definitely want to play bluegrass festivals, but we want to play other venues and uh, other types of festivals and even delve into other types of music as well. Uh, here for the last couple of years or so, I have been you know, branching out a little more. A lot of people know me as a traditional bluegrass fiddle player, which is fine, you know, I'm happy with that. Uh, you know, that's, I, I love bluegrass, I love traditional bluegrass, and uh, it's one of my favorite things to play, but I feel like I have a lot more than that. And, you know, the, the band definitely does as well. So I, I think we're trying to uh, to definitely still play bluegrass. We're always going to play bluegrass, but you know to uh, to bring bluegrass to new audiences. And I, I think there's so many cool things about bluegrass that people just aren't aware of. You know, it's really easy to listen to say one song or one band and you know, determine from that, well, you know, I don't, I don't like bluegrass, you know, or I don't, and it's so, so easy to do that, but really, when you delve into it, there's so many groups, so many different styles within the genre that, you know, it'd be hard to really not find something that you like. So, I, I think that's the main goal for me and the band at this time. In this COVID-19 pandemic, how have you kept your music alive? As everybody knows, the music community has been really hit hard during this whole shutdown. But uh, the cool, I guess one of the good things that's uh, come out of it is just the amount of live music that uh, people are doing on social media. I've been doing a uh, show every week, every Tuesday at nine o'clock from my basement, simply called Live from the Basement, and uh, just play, play a bunch of fiddle music solo, and uh, play some mandolin every once in a while, and just, uh, it's, it's a way to uh, connect with everybody even though you can't be there in person. Uh, so that's been really good for me. Also, I've been recording a bunch. I have a recording studio in my house, and people send me things to play on, and so I've been staying really busy with that. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to get to collaborate with people all over the world that way. And it's really come in handy during all this for sure. Do you have a website in which fans can find out more about your band? Yes, if you're interested in learning more about the band or myself, you can visit flamekeeperband.com, and that has our, uh, well, when we uh, start playing again, that'll have all the tour dates on there and uh, bios for everybody in the band, and uh, you can order merch and everything else on there. 
but flamekeeperband.com. Also, be sure and go like our Facebook page because there's a lot of things going on there, uh, a lot of live shows, and uh, it's regularly updated, so uh, keep an eye on that. Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of thing. Be sure and uh, keep up with us on there. Let's take a listen to the title track off the new album. This one's called Tall Fiddler. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Daryl Singletary. I had the pleasure of meeting Rhonda in 2011, I believe it was, at the Jenny Burke Bluegrass Festival. She absolutely blows me away every time I see her. Here is 
Rhonda Vincent and Daryl Singletary with A Picture Without You. Imagine a world where no music was played. Then think of a church where nobody's praying. If you've ever looked up at a sky with And you've seen a picture of me without you. Or have you walked in a garden where nothing was growing? Or stood by a river where nothing was flowing If you've seen a red rose unkissed by the dew And you've seen a picture of me without you Can you picture how with no angels or quiet Sunday morning with no church bells ringing If you've watched as the heart of the child breaks in two then you've seen a picture For my final track today, I thought to go with another act that I saw at the Southern Ohio Indoor Music Festival. Here's Flat Lonesome with It's Just Sad. I still get the paper every morning To read about the folks that I don't know I still make enough for two the coffee even though I know I'm drinking alone yesterday I walked down to the diner to soak in some familiar atmosphere sitting by the window in our booth got me missing you but I'm all right 
It's just sad without you here. The silence in these walls echo through my mind while I pick up the pieces of a love you left behind. But I'll keep the memories just like priceless souvenirs. I'll be all right. It's just sad without you Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show. A special thanks goes out to Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper for being my showcase band this week, and Kimberly Williams of East Public Relations for helping me secure this interview. Be on the lookout for another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show coming out really soon.